We are back with another edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm really excited for this one. I am joined by former King of the Cage light heavyweight champion and upcoming uh, LFA uh, 205 pounder. How are you doing, Jesse? Doing good. How are you doing today? Not too bad, man. So it's been a little while since we've seen you. I think it's like 17 months since we've seen yeah. you in the cage. How have you been uh, throughout the pandemic and, and the layoff? Staying busy. That's all I have. Been good fighting off a little minor injuries and stuff like that as far as right when uh, the pandemic first hit anyway. So staying ready, but otherwise been good. So the timing, I guess, of those injuries is probably ideal. I mean, and you couldn't fight anyway. Um, but what's been the, the main holdup for 17 months? Um, finding an opponent, really. It's, it's At this point in my career, it's kind of uh, – um, I, I guess I'd say it's more of a staging game. It's less of just being willing to fight anybody or anybody being willing to fight me because of whether whether or not my record not being exactly what they wanted to match up against or maybe the style isn't what it has been. So it it's kind of uh, – it, it's more politics and game than it is actual, you know, hey, let's just fight, uh, unfortunately, which causes for the big gap in time. How do you switch that off? I know a lot of fighters are like, I just want to get in there, get active, make sure I'm staying busy. How do you flick that off and be like, you know what, now it's time to be strategic with my next moves? So funny enough, for the longest time, I've always just been the let's just fight mentality. Um, that's caused me to take some fights probably I probably wasn't ready for um, and things like that. But since coming out to Cleveland here with a strong style, it's become a lot more of a let's think of the next steps instead of just hard, uh, charging, you know, gung-ho into it, uh, which is really is an important thing to understand. A lot of fighters don't really get it. We're like, oh, I just want to fight. I just want to fight. But if you want to make it to the next level, if you want to really make this uh, career instead of just a hobby, you've got to be smart about it. you got to start thinking of getting your correct wins. you got to see what looks good on paper, what looks good to promotions instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to fight because I'm a fighter. So is that part of the reason why LFA was the right fit? Obviously, you competed in King of the Cage and all these other organizations that are well-respected, but maybe not quite at the level of LFA. Yeah, um, LFA just seems really like uh, the, the next logical step there. They're uh, one of the number one, what I would call like mid-tier promotions. Um, I, I really enjoyed my time with King of the Cage and uh, working with a lot of the guys out there. And yeah, I, honestly, if I wouldn't have got this uh, set up with LFA, I probably would have been going back and talking to Terry, who is the owner of King of the Cage, about what we could make happen out there, too, for the same reason of, obviously, with quarantine being kind of hard to match fights. And you got thrown straight into a title fight. I mean, huge, huge opportunity for you here. Um, what was your reaction when you heard that, you know, the title fight was next? Excitement. I mean, no one wants to go 25 minutes, but if I have to, I have to. And, uh, I've, I've always been the way and one to say that uh, when the pressure's on, I, I come out on top. So the more pressure, the better. And this is something you're you're familiar with, title opportunities. I mean, you, you, you've had a chance at King of the Cage. You succeeded. You were champion there. Do you think that that title uh, experience, championship experience, is something that plays uh, plays into your benefit? I do. I do. The uh, My opponent... I wouldn't say it's lacking in experience, but as far as his overall cage time, he's yet to have anybody to really push him. And as Khabib always talked about the deep waters, that's a thing. You know, when you have to go 25 minutes for someone that hasn't even gone 15 minutes yet, you're, it's a different ballgame. So that that's my next question. I mean, Josh Silveda, highly respected. Uh, he likes to get things done early. And like you said, going to later rounds is something that he hasn't 
he hasn't done yet. When you look at him, uh, obviously he has that O there. Do, do you feel like that makes it more rewarding when you're, uh, when you get it done? Yeah. T- taking, taking the O is, is a great feeling, honestly. Um, but at the same time, it, it doesn't really play into the, into the effective afterwards. Cause as soon as it's afterwards, it's back to business and the next person anyway. So take, I guess taking the O is just kind of like getting the paycheck. So I, I know you don't want to probably look too far ahead, but do you think a win here could probably propel you to a UFC? Um, you know, you've, we've seen guys get, get that offer. As soon as they win an LFA title, they already they kind of jump right into the UFC. Do you feel like a win here could do that for you? It could. Um, that'd be fantastic. Uh, UFC, Bellator. Um, I, I really think this the, a win here could, could seal a next step, which obviously is the goal for how long we've been doing this now. So. You're entering this as that, which to me was kind of surprising. Like you said, you have uh, the experience in terms of, of cage time. Uh, you've got a great gym around you, but you're entering it as a heavy underdog. Was that something that, that surprised you? And, and uh, do you use that as motivation? Uh, no, actually, it doesn't surprise me. I didn't know about it, honestly. That's so much I didn't even pay attention to it. Uh, um, but yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all, really. He's 5-0. and you know, He's got five finishes. You, know, you talked about strong style, such a great gym there. Um, one of the best there in Ohio, if not the best, what's it been like working there with such a great group of, uh, of coaches and people? It, it really has elevated my game. Um, and just the way I think about things, but also the way that I train, it's so hard nosed there. It's very, uh, like old school. I always compared to like the Rocky versus Drago style of training. It's very Rocky. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a great experience. The coaching staff is great. The people here are great. I'm surrounded by monsters training partners at all times, let alone everyone always talks about Steve obviously being uh, what he is. But uh, with Alexa, with Jeff Hughes, with Chad Kelly, with multiple of, of names that are starting to become bigger and bigger people themselves. Uh, who, every, so. who are you going to – who are your primary training partners for this camp? Uh, Chad Kelly – uh, Alexa Tremor and um, right here towards the last bit of it because Alexa is fighting this Saturday obviously um, it's we're working on getting bringing up a guy out of uh, Columbus that actually has a contender series shot here pretty soon uh, AJ Dobson and uh, maybe some others we'll find out with with Alexa Kamer peaking kind of at the same time as you is, is that a benefit you know you're kind of both suffering at the same time in terms of not just like weight cut and, and everything but also you know high intensive training yeah it, it really helps for being at kind of like the peak level of readiness um when you're coming in when you have when your training partner is also pushing to be at that level of readiness it, it sets a tone instead of just somebody that's kind of there to work for you you're both working towards that goal working of you know getting to the correct peak at the right time i know a little earlier you talk about uh you know taking the smart fights and, and sometimes you took fights that you don't think you were quite ready for i want to talk about one fight in particular and that's jason butcher um what was your biggest lesson you took from that fight um obviously it didn't go your way and uh i mean since then you've looked 10 times the, the fighter you, you you were uh back then but what was the biggest lesson you took from that fight bloodthirst is an issue Sometimes you, you need to stick to a game plan. You understand that it, it's a fight, and it isn't. You know, just because just because you landed a big shot doesn't mean he's going to be done. Um, Jason Butcher is obviously an excellent opponent. I actually trained with him when I was an amateur, so I had known who he was. And uh, 
yeah, that, that fight taught me for sure. It was a, a hard lesson to understand that just because, uh, just because you can finish somebody doesn't mean you probably should just rush at them, you know, and this, this guy is an, another prime opponent of that, right? I guarantee that if, uh, if I can put the pressure on and put the aggression on early, I guarantee he shoots. Right. So instead of going in and me, maybe, maybe I catch him instead of rushing at it, like I did with, with butcher, it's understanding your positioning and your placement beforehand, instead of just trying to force a finish, which is what I did with, with butcher and got me in trouble. When you look at this past year, you know, I'm sure you've worked so much more on your mental game than your physical, just given the layoff. Do you think that, uh, that a layoff like that can really uh, benefit you in the long run? I think it can. I, I think for body health as well as mental health going into stuff, um, it kind of helps to get that balance and to let, your, let yourself heal a little bit um, in all stages. Uh, when you start running a lot of fights in succession, uh, you start to kind of get used to operating hurt, which can then lead to other injuries. I did that uh, quite a bit with the beginning of my pro career, fighting with broken hands and everything else, uh, just because I was in the push to want to fight as much as I could right away. What does the uh, what does the next couple of weeks uh, look like for you? Obviously, you're fighting July second. So, what what does the next couple of weeks look like? Uh, another hard, another really hard week. <laughs> um, really pushing cardio. Really, really pushing um, the techniques we've been working and and making the the mental focus of like uh, I guess I'd say training the mind to react properly um, in every position really pushing the intensity at those at those points and then uh dying down that last week to let it so the body can heal up for preparation for battle on the fit on uh the second the friday and uh lastly what can we expect from you on july 2nd a good show really you know um he's definitely a game opponent and i'm excited for it um i i think he hasn't really been met by a punishment recently or anybody that really knew how to deal um, with his ground attacks and some of the different things he does. Um, so I think it's a really good matchup and I think it's gonna be entertaining no matter what.